Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 185 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We're on June the 28th uh, to July the 4th, covering Doctrine and Covenants Section 71 to 75. And we're going to have to uh, make our way quite swiftly now through the rest of these as we've got today... Friday, Saturday, Sunday left, and there are four more sections to look at, 72, 73, 74, and 75. Section 72 uh, is directed, uh, well, uh, well, it's interesting, actually. This section is made up of three revelations, actually, um, which I didn't realise to begin with. Uh, but when you look through it, uh, you, you can see kind of the, the the splits. So at the end of verse 8, it says, even so, amen. And then verse 9 begins, the word of the Lord, and so on and so on. Uh, and then again, same thing again um, about um, the ending in verse 23 and the beginning of verse 24 about a few words given uh, about something else. And so the focus, though, and the reason why they've been combined is because they were given in the same setting, first of all, on the 4th of December. Uh, and also they seem to kind of discuss and outline a number of very related things. The first part is about uh, the the calling of Newell K. Whitney uh, as the second bishop of the church. Now, in Newell K. Whitney's words, we have written down from and, and spoken of by others, he, when he was called as a bishop, he, he said that he didn't have a bishop in him, uh, which, you know, just shows the humility, first of all, of this man and just how humble we should be whenever we are called to the work. And it doesn't just have to be as a bishop, but in really in any sense, you know, we sometimes feel that we are not prepared or we are not the most qualified or something like that. But we're remembering that the Lord has called us and that he will make up the difference. You know, if we feel like we are lacking, if we support, if we ask for support and and have trust in him, he can help. He can, so he can support and he can help us uh, to, to make up what he wants us to do and do what he wants us to do. Often it is not the individual that most people would pick and that's because the Lord wants people to grow through that through that the experience of being led by them he wants the individual to grow themselves and to give us that opportunity uh, to grow uh, in verse 3 of doctrine and covenant 72 it says something which i think obviously it applies to new k whitney as a bishop but also i think it applies to all of us it says and verily in this thing ye have done wisely for it is required of the lord at the hand of every servant to render an account of his stewardship both in time and in eternity so we are, we will be given an opportunity to account for what we've done with our time on earth. Uh, Joseph B. Werfling, Werfling says this, quote, Each of you has an eternal calling from which no church officer has an authority to release you. This is a calling given you by our Heavenly Father himself. In this eternal calling, as with all other callings, you have a stewardship. The most important stewardship is the glorious responsibility your Father in heaven has given you to watch over and care for your own soul, close quote. I mean, we often hear about how the calling of father and mother, you know, is the one that we don't get released from. It's the one that is the most important. And yes, it is very true. But as we know, first of all, that not everyone may have the opportunity uh, whilst in this life. I mean, those of the, those individuals listening, you have had the opportunity to be given the call as a father and mother uh, is it is such a great blessing. Uh, I can speak from personal experience on that. But, you know, it's something which, despite people's best efforts, that sometimes they don't get the opportunity to do in this life. And that does not mean that they will not get, 
you know, that, that blessing or that peace or that joy of feeling, you know, be, of being a parent because they will get the opportunity later on. That's what the atonement is there for, to make up all the differences, all the things that we feel we've not had the opportunity to do. But this calling to watch over and care for our own soul, uh, I like that because everyone has that. There's not one individual that does not have that responsibility or stewardship. And we'll have a time to account for that. And so thinking about how we spend our day each day, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean every, every minute we have to be at work or doing something you know, really difficult every minute of every day, but it does mean that we need to make sure that we are productive with our lives, that we are developing ourselves in many ways. Um, and in verse four, we see the blessing. It says, for he who is faithful and wise in time is accounted worthy to inherit the mansions prepared for him of my father. So there is great blessings available. Uh, if we do work and develop ourselves in this time. Ian S. Arden said this, quote, Time is never for sale. Time is a commodity that cannot, try as you may, be bought at any store for any price. Yet when time is wisely used, its value is immeasurable. On any given day, we are all allocated without cost the same number of minutes and hours to use. We soon learn, as the familiar hymn so carefully teaches, time flies on wings of lightning, we cannot call it back. What's high we must... We have we must use wisely president brigham young said we are all indebted to god for the ability to use time to advantage and he'll require of us a strict account of its disposition close quote and i think that um again you know it's helping us understand that this time is important um and then as the the section goes on the lord um starts to he kind of tells him how he will be a bishop and, and all these kind of things. I mean, really, the um, verse eight, when we read, and now verily I say unto you, my servant Newell K. Whitney is the man who shall be appointed and ordained unto this power. You know, if you don't read who shall be appointed, it's Newell K. Whitney is the man, which is quite funny when you think about it, how people call each other the man today. Um, but actually, that is what Joseph Smith said. When he first arrived uh, in in Ohio, uh, he jumped down off the carriage, and he the first person he saw was Neil K. Whitney. And of course, as the, as the record shows, that Neil K. Whitney and his wife were actually praying for direction and guidance from the Lord. Virtually days before the prophet arrives, shakes his hand, says, "Neil K. Whitney, thou art the man." Um, and then it further explains that he, you know, he knows that the Newell K. Whitney and his wife were, had prayed for him to come. And he asked, what would they like him to do? Um, and there was a real strong bond there. And so for Newell K. Whitney, this is obviously a wonderful opportunity to serve. And it's given, you know, mainly because there are now two central or say two central, that doesn't make sense, two main areas that the church is gathering to. Of course, there is the land of Zion in Missouri, which is, is kind of the, the end goal for the saints at this stage. But for the time being, Kirtland is an important place for them to gather as well. And so uh, Bishop Edward Partridge had gone to Zion, to the land of Missouri, and been told to stay there with his and his family to go join him. And so they needed someone to be in this role to support temporarily the needs of the members in Ohio as well. It just wasn't possible uh, with especially, I mean, It'd be very difficult today, I think. Um, a, 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 a bishop has a very important role today. Um, and actually, a big part of that is the temporal side of things, but there's obviously the, the huge amount of work they have to do with the youth um, and as a judge in Israel, which is important. I mean, actually, you know, there is a push from the leadership of the church to 
start to delegate away some of the responsibilities that bishops seem to have had in our culture over the past few decades or so. Um, and that, I, think that, I think that is right, because they cannot do the things which they are called to do in the scriptures uh, and in the Doctrine and Covenants well, if they have all the other additional things as well uh, to, to, to do. Um, and so to do that in one local geographic ward is a big job anyway. But for these brethren, you know, to have to do it in different states as well, um, and for Edward Partridge to organise the, the affairs of, the, of another st- of the church in another state would have been impossible. And so um, yeah, as I, as this second bishop is called. Um, but he is told to keep the Lord's storehouse to receive the funds of the church in this part of the vineyard in verse 10. And again, I would point out here that whilst, you know, it talks about the storehouse and it talks about accounting for and administering to meet to members uh, wants. And again, we've talked about how want is is more akin to the word need in the 1830s. Um, and then into verse 12, that this also may be consecrated to the good of the to the good of the church, to the poor and needy. Um, so again, it's to support the poor and needy and these these funds and these resources are to be used. But let's remember that the bishop's storehouse, whilst there may be some sort of financial support available for members who require it, is more than just the financial support. It's also, you know, what we as members today consecrate. We, you know, people ask or people say, you know, when will we live the Lord consecration? And I don't know if they've been to the temple recently, but we are we've all promised and that's okay to share because that's available, you know, for people to find out about about the, the things we promise in the temple. We promise to live the law of consecration. Now, of course, I don't give all the, my whole paycheck to the church, and they then give back what I, my family needs. In that sense, uh, as the, uh, the the early members of the church did, but what we do is we promise to commit our time, our talents, and with everything the Lord has blessed us. Um, and so if we are asked to do something or we, we see a member who needs some support, then we've promised that we will try and concentrate what we have, the time we have to support each other. Um, and that is something to consider. Anyway, uh, time is, is well past uh, where we are, you know, aiming what we are aiming to do here. But I think that there is, you know, that those are the main things I wanted to get out of this section. A real good focus on the, the role of a bishop and how we can support today the, uh, our bishops and our wards. Thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast on the social media platform, Facebook on Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can also um, email lvsstudysession at gmail.com if you'd like to share what you've been studying there as well and any feedback. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.